Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'd heard stories of young Yakuza ruffians, suit-clad, their hair dyed blonde, dishing out beatings in nightclubs and standing over gaijin foreigners to put extortionate bills in back alley hostess bars. Their cutthroat laws and fingerless fists are mythic, even amongst transnational crime syndicates, a ruthless reputation that is entrenched in archaic samurai ideals, the most horrific being seppuku a ritual act of suicide by disembowelment that looms over the head of members that bring shame or disgrace to the family. The violence I experienced in my own life throughout my time in an outlaw motorcycle club was not as romantic. When the roller shutters came down, paranoia intoxicated the room because everyone knew someone was getting dealt with. It was bare-knuckle, brutal, and ended with multiple boots to the head. There was always a reason, but never a ceremony. For the Yakuza, their violence capitalizes on tradition and makes the myth of violence a lucrative business. The Yakuza's violence is prestigious. Bikey violence is more about kicking doors down, wielding tomahawks and sawn off shotguns. For the Yakuza, it's like their tattoos, hidden and rarely spoken about, but always there beneath the surface. While I was in Japan, I was hoping to meet members of the Yakuza because they're the most lucrative organized crime group in the world. But compared to the Italian Mafia and the Russian Vori, they exercise very little street violence, even though their history is entrenched in the brutal traditions of the samurai. In the West, when we think of Japanese men in full body suits, the first thing we think of is the yakuza. The way tattoo culture is connected to the yakuza or criminal world has a lot to do with journalism. When little kids are raised, they are going to read about the yakuza and think that they are bad people. But I know them personally. They do a lot of good things for our community. When the earthquake happened, they responded with aid faster than the government. Everyone left their homes and it was the Yakuza that ensured that nobody would be burgled. That's the voice of Horiyoshi 3. He's an Irizumi tattooist, one of the finest in Japan, and a Yakuza favorite. I'd planned to be tattooed by Horiyoshi, and met him on a rainy afternoon in his tattoo studio in Yokohama. Horiyoshi was meditating on a bleeding red koi fish on the thigh of another tattooist. The grinding hum from his needle was interrupted by a couple of rowdy Yakuza members who toppled into the room play fighting. 
The young members all wore suits, while the boss was dressed leisurely in a red tracksuit. Everyone in the room fell silent. There was no need for bravado on their part. Their presence was felt. If the Yakza want to use tattoos to show the public they are in a gang, they will simply wear visible tattoos and say they are Yakza. But they are not that stupid. I don't think they get their tattoos with their allegiance to the Yakza in mind. People sometimes refer to Yakza through the word Ninkyo, which actually means helping people below you. Yakza are trying to help people, that's what it is traditionally about. The tattoos are to show that they have the strength to help the weak, but it doesn't need to be made public. Horiyoshi currently suffers from a severe kidney condition, which has forced him into dialysis for five hours a day. He was feeling ill and could only tattoo for another hour. I insisted that the Yakuza members take my spot out of respect, a gesture that took them by surprise. The Yakuza are a lot more than severed fingers, beat Takashi films and extortion rackets. Their history harks back over a hundred years to the Meiji period, where street hustlers were divided into either tekia, those who peddled stolen goods, or bakudo, those who were involved in gambling rackets. They offered to teach me Ichokabu, because card games are a universal language for crims. The young Yakuza lay the cards out beside a steel tray of hope cigarettes, diamond studded rings, and a Japanese tile game. The name Yakuza comes from the Ichikabu card game. It translates to 893, Yatsu Ku-san, the worst hand in the game. I asked if they'd be open to an interview discussing the role of the Yakuza in contemporary Japan. They slipped back into their formal mannerisms, whispered to each other, and told me someone might call me with a time and an address. Later that night, Horiyoshi called me. He was too sick to work. But he told me he would like to meet me at Yokohama Station the following day. As I exited the Yokohama subway, a blacked out van abruptly pulled up beside me. The door slid open, revealing a hand and a iced out Rolex, slowly revealing a silhouetted man in a white collared shirt. I was told his name was Mr. S and that he would need to hear me out before his boss approved our interview. Mr. S was nodding without moving his head from the television screen inside the van. There was a news report Japanese ultranationalists had joined anti-Korean protesters for a demonstration in Shinjuku. He stared at the screen deadpan while stroking his goatee with a severed thumb. In the van, Mr. S finally broke his silence by quietly telling his interpreter that I looked very sweet. He kept driving, without any clues about where we were heading. We eventually arrived at a corporate building. The driver pointed towards a set of officers and said that these were their headquarters. Four heavily tattooed men were in the courtyard laughing with a jovial locker room hysteria. When they noticed Mr. S, 
Everyone simultaneously straightened up and bowed. All the guys outside the offices were in their late 20s or older. I watched as one of the men zipped up his bright red champion tracksuit. As his hand ran up the zip, I noticed two of his fingers were missing. He caught me looking, held his hand out and cracked a joke in Japanese. The translator told me that he made his fingers fly away. Yubitsumi, another yelled, referring to the ritual act of finger shortening as a means of atonement. The Yakuza demand a physical demonstration of an apology. We passed through the boardroom, where several men sat at a table discussing the news. I noticed a few familiar faces from the night before at Horiyoshi's studio. They rose to their feet and offered us their seats. Two of them asked for my email address. They wanted to see the photos I had taken of their tattoos in Horiyoshi's studio. I was ushered into the boss's office. There was a leather sofa and a mahogany desk. He was a graying man with a goatee. He seemed shy but assertive and politely offered us tea. His hair was evenly trimmed and his body language was cool and collected. He was wearing an Armani shirt with slacks and every now and again you would see the sparkle from his diamond studded Rolex. It didn't feel like he was flashing luxury though. Class came naturally to all of them. And with a smile, he asked me to get on with the interview. How does someone join the Yakuza? There are two ways. Some of them were bad children growing up and became involved into Yakuza society, aiming to become rich and stronger. The others became involved in Yakuza through an acquaintance. Is it ever to help troubled youth get off the streets? Oh yeah, that happens. For instance, I have some subordinates doing drugs because they can't do better. It's hard to explain, but I think I'm taking care of them and raising them. The modern-day Yakuza proudly refer to themselves as spiritual descendants of Ronin, masterless samurai from the 17th century. Echoes of these warrior customs and outcast traditions are often displayed in the initiation ceremonies and speeches of the Yakuza, as well as glimpses of Tekia and Bakuru sake drinking rituals and songs. Does the Yakuza still partake in old Tekia rituals? Yes, there is another ritual which is called Sakazuki. Yes, when we have a new boss. Another ritual other than that, we do a Buddhist memorial service. The one for the dead that's once a year in summer with the scent lit. That's about it. In the criminal world, violence is enforced as a will to power. But among the Japanese Yakuza, violence has become a last resort. It's something you grow out of in your youth, when that adolescent romance for violence is beaten out of you by the real world, where cash rules everything, from status to might.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. So what's involved in a day in the life of a Yakuza member compared to, say, someone in corporate business? It's pretty much the same things. We come here every day, no meetings though, see each other and go out if we have an errand. We have a meeting if there is something important, but normally we come here and see each other while others go out if they have things to do. These days, the Yakuza are a quiet taboo. The fearful respect that once possessed the streets of Yokohama whenever the Yakuza passed has been replaced with a scornful neglect. Many believe them to be a stain on the proud legacy of Japanese morals and decency. People don't want to talk about the Yakuza or acknowledge their existence. Whenever I asked, I was met with diversions and bitter resentment. Or as one bartender put it, Japan has much better qualities. Did you join the Yakuza because you were troubled in your own youth? Not only for me, but also for some other people. You tend to become like hungry, not yet Yakuza, but you are delinquent and commit act of delinquency when you are young. In those times, there was Yakuza organization. Everyone goes to like a club, right? They do whatever they want, like fighting. They can't control or stop themselves. When there's nothing to be afraid of, it's hard to stop doing it. But when Yakuza people saw those type of people, they thought that they would be called out by authorities and punished if it got worse. Delinquents, we are not type of people who could work for proper jobs. And then I had some acquaintances that were Yakuza. That was the start of everything. According to The Economist, crime rates in Japan have actually been falling significantly over the past 13 years. Its murder rate, 0.3 deaths per 100,000 people, is among the lowest in the world. In this increasingly safe, modern Japan, claims have been made that Yakuza are either becoming passé, defeated by tough new laws, or are simply fading away from a lack of new membership. So why aren't young people in Japan attracted to Yakuza these days? Not many young people want to join the Yakuza. That's because the rules are very strict. Like the fact that you are not able to open a bank account and rent a house. Young people have all the information and that is why they don't join the Yakuza organization. But rather do ole ole scam, 
people who phone up random numbers saying it's me, I need help to get money from people who think their friends or loved ones are in trouble. Even if someone joins, there's no particular test to take. We will be with him and look after him for three to six months. We will accept him if we find him good, useful, and trustworthy. There are also some who beg us to look after them, and we will in that case as well. There are sometimes ones who steal money and run. We would forgive them if it happens once or twice if they come back and show an apology. Although the Yakuza's try to overcome their stereotype in the public, they are proud of their in-house cutthroat policies. The Yakuza are the only criminal organization that interprets self-mutilation as an emblem of repentance. If a member does anything that brings shame to the family where the family loses face, they will be expected to immediately cut off their own finger as a redemptive offering. The fingers are cut off with a dagger or small samurai sword a sentiment that reflects the relationship between a samurai and his sword. With each mistake and missing finger, beginning with the little finger, the samurai's grip of his sword is weakened and he is forced to rely on the band of samurai he belongs to. We can't shy away from the fact that the Yakuza are actually involved in a bit of crime. We, Yakuza, actually do bad things as well, but there's badness that is necessary. For instance, when fight happens at the bar somewhere, if you ring 110, many policemen would come in. Then, no more customers could come in anymore, and they can't run their business. In such cases, sometimes it's better and faster to call us. We could tell them off, go outside and never come back here again. The incident can be solved easily. However, if the police comes, they will investigate the circumstances and ask if you want to sue them or not. If not, we can't do any further investigating. It will be very complex and annoying. They won't be able to make much of um, income that day. It was reported that during the disastrous tsunami that rocked Japan in 2011, that the Yakuza responded with aid faster than any government agency, a feat that they're still extremely proud of. Was it true that the Yakuza responded with aid faster than the government did after the tsunami? The earthquake, we took how many? About 10 trucks worth of relief supplies to Fukushima. We were faster than the government. Back then, we weren't sure if we could still go all the way through the road. Also, at the petrol station, it was really hard to fill up the tank at all. As the aid supplies had special stickers, we were able to cut the long queue saying, we've got aid supplies, fill the tanks. I think it's one of the perks of being us, Yakuza. Though there was a limit of 20 liter per vehicle, we forced them to fill the tank saying, this is for a good deed. Civilians can't respond that quick, but we could. I believe that we acted even in a just way on an emergency, since there were people suffering out there. But this act was as much a political stunt as it was a chivalrous gesture. 
The Yakuza are no strangers to politics and have deep connections to the Oyuku Dantai, the anti-communist, anti-American ultranationalist group. Of the roughly 900 Oyuku Dantai groups monitored by Japan's National Police Agency, more than half are fronts for criminal groups. But their ties were actually cemented by the Japanese government in the 60s, who enlisted Yakuza help against left-wing opponents of Japan's growing alliance with the United States. So I've read a fair bit about the increasing relationship between the Yakuza and right-wing political parties. What's all that about? We have a bit of relationship with right-wing. However, we are totally different organization. Japanese culture... Actually, I'm not Japanese. I'm Korean of second generation. Yakuza organizations were founded in Meiji era, 150 years ago. It's old and it's quite hard to categorize. It wouldn't be fun anymore if all the stalls at the festivals are banned as it is almost like Japanese culture. Therefore, I don't agree with eliminating those things. However, it's a fact that it's getting harder to run those businesses nowadays. It will be even harder once the conspiracy law takes effect. This year, Japan passed an anti-terror conspiracy bill, which states that an entire group can be charged if a single member of the group plots to commit a crime. It's been controversial, criticized for elevating crimes such as copying music and mushroom picking in protected forests to the same level as actual terrorist threats. So how has the government ramped up the pressure on the Yakuza? There is an anti-organized crime law, also a conspiracy law that will take effect soon too. With those laws, we are not treated as human beings. I have a kid. When my kid starts kindergarten, they ask me to make a bank account in order to transfer the fees. How can I pay? How can my kid get into kindergarten? You are not allowed to rent a house. You are not allowed to buy a car. We, Yakuza organization, can't even play golf. In the Japanese constitution, it promises equal human rights, yet it's not equal. Politicians make law and regulations that are strict for us, but only benefit them. In a way, they are worse than Yakuza. There is still prostitution, right? The most serious crime is unoperated prostitution business. Then why on earth don't all the Soplans prostitution house get enforced? That's the prostitution business though. They are also organization and their police station which have authority over each area. For example, if a police chief at the station changes or retires, they, so plants, give him a tip. Police have their own dark side. You can see that so plants run their business very openly. I'm not gonna say that we should remove them completely, but we would change if police bar us from the society. The government is essentially trying to unpick the thread the Yakuza has embedded into Japan's history through finance and economics. In exchanging violence as a tool for the violence of a corporate model, the Yakuza played into the hands of the government, who are rewriting their fate by forcing them to question what they really stand for, their identity or money. 
This episode of Violent Times was hosted by me, Mahmoud Fazal. Produced by Callum Vandermortel. Edited by Dom Duker. Mixed and mastered by Jeffrey O'Connor. Our series producer is Katie Roberts. And post-production coordinator is Pia Caridi. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.